Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Do you think Michael Jackson actually blamed it on the boogie? Definitely not. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Lads to Dads. Don't know why I'm shouting, but it's very good to see you, Matt. How are you? I'm all right, thanks, mate. How are you? Oh, mate, I took all my energy there. Do you hear that? Yeah. Proper go for it, don't I? I felt it drain out, yeah. I go, I go hard at the beginning, and yeah. I normally finish quite early. Yeah. Pardon the pun. You're like a, a third division football team. You really go at it at the beginning by FA the end Cup. of it. I'm the FA Cup. <laughs> I'm holding you up. Yeah. It's like my sex life. I go hard at the beginning. Yeah, and, and then melt. Just melt. <laughs> just melt all the way through. Someone yeah. else drags it through. Yeah. <laughs> so, Matt, we've got a different episode today. Yes. Um, we're going to do a full episode on conspiracy theories. We are. Yeah. I didn't even finish, and you went, we are. Sorry, so you, I was just so so you know what we're going on about. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've, we've... So as, as you know, people don't know you that well, you are a conspiracy theory expert. Right, you know what it is? It's not that I'm a conspiracy theory expert. It's mm. that conspiracy theories are just sort of like simple solutions to complex problems, aren't mm. they, a lot of the time? They're just people go, oh, it must be this. And that's why a lot of the time they're wrong. But... Mm. You know, like when people say about stuff, they're not going to just go into the details. They'll just go, oh, it must have been aliens. Yeah. Right? So it's like, so it is nice to just dig into a few, have a little look, and well, see then. what we start, think. Start me off, mate. How about you ask me a fucking question then? Right, okay, yeah. Fucking, <laughs> boy, passive. <laughs> if you I've been doing a lot of that recently, haven't I? Well, sorry. I just, sorry. No, I agree with you. Sometimes it is a little bit like you're, you're here just interviewing me, and in reality, we're a team, aren't we? We're a bloody well, that's team. It. That's it. We're like Shanton Deck. Dick. Shant and Dick. <laughs> Shant and Dick. Which yeah. one are you? Um, I'm Dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No. You're both of them because you love to Shant and you love the... Yeah. Right, moving on. Pyramids. The Great Pyramids. Whatever, obviously they're just massive sandcastles, aren't they? Well, this is the thing. When you look into it all... Mm, and I guarantee you have. Oh, God, have I. Um, just... These... Do, do you believe in it? <laughs> what, do I believe in the pyramids? <laughs> do you Definitely. believe... That they were just found. I went. I went to Egypt. Yeah, um, yeah. Not on an exploration mission, just on a holiday to Sharm El Sheikh. I thought you weren't allowed to fly, leave the country being a registered sex offender. No, I'm allowed as long as I digitally sign it. Yeah, but um, yeah. When we were younger, we went there, and it's a it's a real eye opener. But did you see the proper pyramids? Well, this is the thing. So you've just gone to Egypt. We went to Egypt, and you get a choice of two trips, and um. My stepdad was like, which one do you want to do? And we'd gone, like, diving in the reef and everything. We'd seen all these amazing fish and real good stuff. And he was really enjoying himself. And then he gave me the opportunity to choose what we want to do. Um, and it was the choice between the burning bush and 
the Great Pyramids. Right, why was it for the choice? Why was the burning? Re- you picked the burning bush? For some reason, I thought, yeah, I'd, I'd like to go and see this bush. That Did God you just think you were going to see like to... a naked gingerbread? Or well, I just thought <laughs> it was a sex club. Um, <laughs> oh, so, the naked bush. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah let's the old go. burning bush, which is, funnily enough, exactly what we were talking about on the previous episodes that, that I often leave girls with. It's a burning bush. Well, that's it. it. So, yeah, no, we, we, I decided for some reason that I'd like to go and see that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but what is the burning bush, if you will? Well, it's the bush that t- apparently was burning but didn't burn. It was like on fire but didn't burn, and it was like God's talking to Moses, telling him all about the stuff he needs to like give people, tell people, do mm. all that. Like, um, there was a bush there, more like a tree, mm. um, and then it was a big church, and it was a church full of skulls. Uh, every person who was like the pastor or whatever at that church mm. gets stuck in this sort of like in the wall. Right, and their skulls were just like lined up and lined up. It's just a a church full of dead bodies that. Oh, yeah, and you chose that. And there was a actually a there was a like a throne mm. with a skeleton sat on it, actual human skeleton. Um, Did so you sit on its lap? Or? Again, uh, yet another traumatic experience from my childhood. Uh, great, great holiday, <laughs> that. Look at all these dead people in <laughs> yeah, this building. Exactly. Oh, thanks for... And you picked it. Yeah, where did you go on holiday? We went to Orlando. We had such fun. Where did you go? Uh, a building full of dead people in Egypt. <laughs> cool. Um, so, yeah, um, I have sort of passively, aggressively mentioned it a, a couple of years ago. It was like... Yeah, you you chose to go to the burning bush, so no, we've not seen the pyramids. Oh. Um, so yeah, no, it was. So I haven't seen them, mm. but I've heard it's quite mucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah again. litter everywhere. You were known as Mucky Matt. Yeah, Mucky Matt. So Egyptian they would have been trip. perfect for you, mate. But, but I've heard the things that like aliens would like put them there and stuff like that. Well, what what are you thinking about it? Right. So bear this in mind: the pyramids were built, they reckon, roughly, from around 2250 BC to 2490 BC. So that is, like, over 2,000 years before even Jesus was walking around. Right. Right. We're talking, like, Stone Age. Mm. We're talking, like, just before people were, like, in caves and that, wandering around. If you think about it, 200 years ago just from now, we're talking 2,200 years, 200 years ago from now, we were like, what was it, 1800, 17, about 1700s or something. People were, I mean, I Didn't sound even have real smart here. Yeah, exactly. You think about how what people were doing 200 years ago. This is two. This is 3,200 years ago. It's mental. More than that. More than that. I think it's about 4,000 years ago. Whatever it is, right? You look at those buildings... Because can you go inside them, do you reckon? Yeah, you can, yeah, you can go inside So someone's had to have built that then? Yeah, but this is the point. They are within, and I'm talking millimetres, accurate. Like, the stones are cut millimetres. To cut stones now with the machinery they've got, to cut stones like that, is, and to cut them within that accuracy, you'd need laser, like, laser precision to do it. You can't just, and they're talking that they're just chipping away with, like rudimentary tools really mm. like to get it millimeters and not just that they fall in line with the with the stars so where it points mm. like lays out and where they're laid out lays the stars in the sky almost as if something from up in the sky has come 
And I, I, re- I reckon you're just trying to beat around the bush here. I reckon you believe that something paranormal or an extraterrestrial. Well, I've got an I've got a what's the word for it? Um, when you when you create buildings, uh, build arch- architect. architect. I've got an architectural fact here for you. Go on then. So the Pyramid of Giza contains 2.3 million individual blocks of stone. Right, 2.3 million. Where are they getting this stone from? Because there wasn't a bloody a merchants back then, was there? It was built within 20 years. Nah. Right? Not having that. Not just this. Meaning, and if there's 2.3 million individual blocks, meaning one block would have had to be laid every five minutes for every hour, 24 hours a day. Each block weighs at least two tons. That's one million seven hundred and sixty-four thousand pounds of stone being laid every day for twenty years. So, how do you move all those stones and rocks? And they're all cut within millimeters. If one's slightly off, the whole thing topples and falls and doesn't think. Then it's coated. It was originally coated in limestone, so they were white, and they had a big sort of diamond thing on top, so it shimmered in the sun. So what we're seeing is just all like decrepit 4,000-year-old thing. But at the time, it was lined with... It was perfect. Imagine it just being perfect yeah. and then lined with limestone <clears throat> so it shimmered white in this in the sun and it had big, like, thing on the top of it. It's, And you're telling me that just Stone Age people are doing that. How did And where are they getting all that stone from? Because also the stones, they say, don't, don't even come from that area. Mate, that is... There must have been... If it's been man-made, there must have been thousands of blokes there every day. Well, they're saying that they used ramps and they pulled these two-ton blocks up ramps. But, again, doesn't make sense because even if you're pulling two-ton... Have you seen how tall they are? Like, they're massive. So you're getting right to the top of that up ramps. You're saying that some guys could pull a stone that's the same as a, I don't know, a mini-metro or whatever, to, to probably more, two-ton... Up a ramp, right, and still laid one every five minutes or whatever I just said. That's mental. That's not that. I don't think that's humanly possible. What do you think then? Well, I know it sounds really out there. Well, this is what the podcast is about. We are, like you said, we're not your average podcast. Um, no. So, what do you think? There's a lot of hieroglyphics and things like that, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of stories about. I don't know if you've ever seen the ancient aliens documentaries and stuff like that. Oh, no, because I've actually got a life. Yeah, but every every single time, even in the Bible, every time like people talk about angels and gods and everything else, they always come from the sky. They've always got wings or they're always on chariots of fire, meaning like, you know, mm. you would describe as like a space rocket as a chariot of fire, wouldn't you? It's got fire coming out of it and stuff. So I think personally... What's not to say that we were visited by aliens at the time, and they've decided to visit either they decided to visit when we didn't have the proper means to like record it properly, you know, like film them or whatever, or just their planet. If you think about it, if it's light years away and they're so advanced, there's probably a good. There's a thing called the Fermi paradox, which means that every time we go to discover an alien or a, a, an alien world with life on it. By the time we get to it, because like things like if something if we look at a star in the sky, 
what we're looking at is something millions of years ago, aren't we? Because of the way that of the universe travels, expands. Yeah. yeah. So there's the, the Fermi paradox to say that we are in our Goldilocks moment of being, you know, intelligent, everything else that. But by the time we reached another planet, they'd be extinct and mm. wiped out by then. So what's not to say that they were at the absolute height of their like thing? To, you know, when the kid in four thousand years ago, four thousand years ago in space is nothing. Nothing is it? Nothing yeah. is it? So they might have like never visited again because they're all wiped out. If you think, if like, if you actually think about it, I, I listened to it was on a TikTok video, and the bloke was, was like some sort of scientist or like some sort of ah oh, some bloke who knew had glasses on, so he knew a bit. Yeah, <laughs> he was like people who say this is what happened to the pyramids, so no one knows. No. In this lifetime, no one will ever know. It's like the photos of it where you said about the line. No one should, would have them photos because there was no cameras or anything like that. So how do you, no one knows. And that is the conspiracy in its own. Like, the moon landed. There's obviously the, yeah, no, it was done in a studio or whatever. But how ironic, if you think about it, because it was a race between... Russia or USSR at the time, yeah, against America, the first one to get to the moon. Yeah, you like that knowledge, don't you? I've just plucked that out there. You didn't think I was that smart. No, I do like that. You know about the uh, about the the arms race and the, yeah. the space race. Yes, okay. and then USSR were about to do it, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, America beat them. Yeah, which you know, oh, would lead people to believe that there might have been a little bit of cheating going on. Well, yeah, and it's also touched talk that alfred hitchcock filmed it um in a studio now i have absolutely not done enough research to find out where that where that comes from right but um yeah there is talk that alfred hitchcock is um a big part of the filming and everything else imagine being one of these people though like like area 51 and like alfred could potentially like no be like oh no i did film it bloody shit yeah getting pissed at a party is he dead? I think so, yeah. Pick him up, ask him. Yeah. But, like, imagine if, like... Because you'd be sworn to secrecy, wouldn't you? Otherwise, the Secret Service would kill. That I think that's a massive possibility. But then, like, someone asked Buzz Aldrin, didn't they? And he got real, real irate about it. Yeah. You know, like... Obviously, you probably would, because it's, like, your only thing you've ever done. It's... it's Yeah, exactly. And yeah, they're, like, it's a load of fake, wouldn't it? And you'd be like, well, no. But then maybe he's... Why on earth would Buzz... It, that's that's his lifetime legacy, right? Yeah, Why imagine it was all fake. Yeah, exactly. Imagine That would absolutely destroy his world. Yeah. Like, that's he's built everything around that. But Maybe he was a special kid and they just said, like, look, we're on the moon here. And he's actually just in a studio being filmed. For me, for me, it's the phone. <laughs> it's the phone that gets me. What like, when Ronald Reagan's just ringing the moon on a toy phone. Uh, Neil and Buzz... Uh, the President of the United States is in his office now and would like to say a few words to you, over. Hello, Neil and Buzz. I'm talking to you by telephone from the Oval Room at the White House. Phone? Like, this, <laughs> this, you know, like them red phones you used to get with them. Yeah. It looked like one of them. He's sat in the presidential office and he's like, yeah, I'm... G- I'm g- not in a Welsh accent. I was going to say, is he the President of Wales? <laughs> My name's Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I'm going to ring the moon now, right? <laughs> so he, he rings up, and apparently he's talking to Buzz Aldrin and the, the people and everything. Mate, he's on like a... he's on a, like No a 3G set. there, is it? 
I can't get a signal right now. I'm trying to look for more like detail about mm. the. Con- this is 2022, and I can't get a proper signal. How is he ringing the foot? How is he ringing the moon on, a, on an anti 60s foot? What was it, 1969, wasn't it? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Again, not done enough research on no. this. Oh, great episode. And, uh, we don't know nothing. We're just actually saying statements. Here we go. Right, so he's... Um, uh, yeah, but there's also the flag. There's the flag theory as well. Because um, there's no gravity, it shouldn't be moving. Yeah, it shouldn't be, like, flapping around. There's there's loads of things. Well, the, the if you're in the... space, right, you're the first man on moon, wouldn't you have a wanking moon? Uh, wanking moon? Wouldn't you have a wank on the moon? <laughs> well, just well, to be like... made of cheese, so it's... Yeah, I don't know. Just be like, I'm... Like, you know, you're in your care home, and I was like, what have you done with your life? Yeah. Well, I've, no one's done anything I've done. Yeah. I'm spe- I've done something that none of you have done. Mm. Oh, what's that then? Wanked on the moon. I've had a wank on the moon. Oh, he's got dementia. He's lost his marble. But like, that's what I'd do. Yeah, I suppose so. Do you reckon if gravity you could get a boner? Uh, again, it's, I don't know. It's like... Uh, that's, these are the questions we need to be asking. This is, you know, when last week we were going to say like a celebrity, you'd ask them a question. Yeah. There's the things, isn't it? Is is it, Mate, can you get access via the, <laughs> is there a flap, you know, on the, on the suit? Because I know when you piss, I don't think you... You, you don't you off fly at all. Yeah, I think there's like... <laughs> Willy out. Yeah. I think oh, it's a chilly section. up here. Yeah. I think it's just a section that you... collects it, and then it turns to ice. Does it? Well, it's cold up. It's cold in this. Is it cold up there, though? Well, yeah, of course. It's absolutely freezing. How do you know? Because there's no... No, no, but how do you atmosphere? know? Yeah, but how... it's nearer the sun. It's nearer the sun up space, isn't it? Yeah, but, yeah, but it's... as you, you know when you're on a plane... Mm. You know when the uh, the windows ice up on your on your mm. windows? Do you ever see it on the plane? The yeah, ice. But that's up? just because we're up high. Yeah, but we're not through the atmosphere, are we? We're we're just in the sky. But if you went through the atmosphere, because that's what the sun. Obviously, if we had no atmosphere, the the Earth would just melt. Are you or am I? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, so like, they, so you know when you go up a mountain. Cl- All right. Okay. Open the oven door. Right. <laughs> yeah. Open the oven door yeah. and walk nearer to it, and tell me if you get hotter. Obviously, turn it on. (laughs) Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's what it is. Well, like heat rises, obviously. Exactly. Right? Yeah, but but gets but This is what they want you to believe. As the atmosphere gets thinner. Yeah. You're not protected by that sort of greenhouse effect. Mate, of, I'm, I think you need to reference where you're going so, from. So Harvard if, referencing this. So okay, I'll just instead of referencing, I'll just reference like li- a literal view of summit. So you know, you, you know Everest. Yeah. You know when like they get closer to the it's top. Cold, yeah. It gets colder and colder yeah, and colder. Yeah. Like that's what's happening. So as you're getting further and further into space. But you're not going into space in Everest, are you? You're getting closer to the atmosphere. Yeah. When you come out of the atmosphere, the sun. Yeah. Is, it's going to be hotter, isn't it? It's not protecting you. Exactly. Because heat rises, and then obviously, you know, maybe, maybe, mm. maybe I've, tro- I've tricked you here. Mm. Because obviously when, Everest isn't poking out through space, is it? Because if you went to the top of Everest, you'd float away. Wouldn't you? Because of gravity, you'd just float off. What? What, you'd, if you jumped off Everest, you'd float away? No, I'm saying that's why it's cold. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not through the atmosphere. If it was through the atmosphere... Uh, yeah. Then you just get to the top and you just bugger off. Yeah. Let's have a look. Let's just have a look. Let's get a scientist to sort this out for us before we people think we're off the only way is Essex or something. Not that there's anything wrong with the only way is Essex. Oh, comparing me to Joey. I'm just. I'm just saying. Have we got? Oh. Am I thick as fuck here? No, you're not. It's just. It's a good theory. What you're going with? <laughs> is it a good theory? Am I like literally? Like, does everyone in the world know it's cold in space? I think so. Yeah, but I don't think they do because ninety nine point nine percent of the population never been up there. How do they know? It's not like they've got a massive like they've got a massive like thermostat and they're just pushing putting another. But, but you know, like you know when the so when the when the sun hits the atmosphere, mm. it protects us from like solar uh, radio activity solar waves all these things that are really bad for us and give us cancer mm. but only protects us to a certain extent that's why we need suntan cream and stuff to to stop well, do, like yeah. getting cancer um but as it as it goes through that barrier some of that heat is is retained and it's it's sort of like kept there and that keeps it warm a little bit like a like an oven mm. like you say if you had the oven door open all the time it just won't get as hot would it no. it'd be so it keeps it in there, whereas when you're in space, that heat dissipates over like the massive, massive void of space. And because there's no air, there's no other things there to sort of keep that fire as well. If there's no oxygen up there, why has it not gone out? Here we go. So yeah, the sparse pockets <coughs> of space that contain little but cosmic background radiation left over, hovering around two point seven Kelvin. These temperatures dip perilously close to an elusive measurement, absolute zero. Um, so Which is like minus two hundred degrees, minus four hundred and fifty-five degrees. So yeah, it's quite cold. It's minus four hundred and fifty-five degrees. That's Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. So what's that in? That two hundred and thirty-six degrees, absolute zero. Yes. So there you go. 
So it's yeah, it is quite cold. Um, yawn, <laughs> absolute yawn oh, fest. Boring. Yawn. <laughs> Yeah. Well, mate, we could go on all... Well, you could go on all day about conspiracy theories. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, we've covered... A, people, you know, other conspiracy theories that maybe people have listened to, they like the episode, and they've got other conspiracy theories they want us to dissect or have a look at. You know, we don't mind putting our lives on the line. Um, <laughs> you know, we put our lives on the line so you guys don't have to. So DM us or comment on, some, uh, comment on our page or check out the website, send us a little message. Um, look forward to hearing from you guys. I've been Ben. And I've been Matt Mercury, and I'd just like to put a disclaimer. Um, these are just theories and not our opinion.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.